Amen. Isn't God good? Oh, man, I'm telling you, God is good, okay? God is so good. And, and, and you know, a, a lot of times, you know, when, when even in a moment like this, and, and trust me, uh, you know, in, in church life, uh, you, you have these moments, we come together, we sing, we get in the presence of God, we, we, we can, you know, we can begin to sense things. I, I, I had people tell me, uh, oh, by the way, last night, dude, it was awesome. Last night, it was just like church, okay? I mean, it was really cool. And, and, and I had people uh, already be, you know, share some little stories like, hey, uh, this person said that they could feel God. And we, well, now we know God's moving because I can't tell you who that person is, but uh, wow, okay? And I'm praying that for you today, that, that you can sense God doing something in your life, that, that, that you would sense that, man, he really is. He's coming after me. You know, I, I, I thought maybe I just wandered in here because they got free ice cream, but no, God's doing something in my life, and he's drawing me, and, and, and he's positioning me in a place where I'll, I'll begin to see things different, and, 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 you know, when you can see what you couldn't see before, you can reach what you couldn't touch before, you can go where you couldn't get before, you can do what you couldn't even start before, and, and, and man, God, God has this amazing ability to, uh, to, 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 put you in places maybe even you wouldn't even have went because his plan, his plan is perfect for your life. Okay, his plan is perfect for your life. And I know you're looking back and you're seeing stuff and you're going, how in the world could that, could, could that have been perfect? That wasn't God. That was, you know, that, that was hurtful and that was harmful. And, that was, that, that was, and, and the deal is, is that I don't know how he does it, but God takes even what the enemy intended for evil and he turns it and uses it for your good. We know that all things, all of it, all things are working together for our good because we love God and we're called according to his purpose. And there's nothing, there is nothing that could, isn't it awesome to know that nothing can separate you from the love of God, the love that we've been singing about today, that nothing can separate you from the love of God, not height, nor depth, nor width, nor breadth, nor any other preacher, I mean creature. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. His love is chasing you down. You are not here by mistake. So do yourself a favor, and for the next 23 minutes, stay awake, okay? Just, just 23 minutes of alertness, and it might change everything in your future. What if, what if you could live the life that only God could imagine? What if you connected to the life that, that only God could have imagined that? When, when, when you look back and you realize, shut up. Man, I thought I was over. I thought I was done. I thought I was ruined. I, I thought the mistakes of my past and, and, and the encounters of life had, had just ruined me. What if you look back and looked at all of that stuff and realized that God took even the junk of your life and turned it into a strength? That he empowered you to use everything that you've been through to this point, not just, not just so that you could flaunt it in the enemy's face. That's good enough. I mean, you could just get up every single day and humiliate hell. But, but even beyond that, to, to recognize that God didn't reach you simply to reach you, but to reach through you. That you, that you would have the, the, the amazing ability to look at somebody and say, you know what, there's, there's better life. There, there's better life. There's a real future. There's a real future for you. See, you get born again. And, and, and your spirit comes alive. And your spirit, it knows everything about you. Your spirit, man, it, it knows everything. And the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit, he's like a guide. 
And, and, and the Bible says that he's our helper, our, our, our you know, uh, uh, our intercessor. He, he, is, he is our strengthener. He, you know, he, he's got all this stuff, but he's a guide. And the cool thing about a guide is a guide has been already to where you're going. So he knows where you're supposed to be, and, and he begins to guide you to that place. So in, in order to live the life that you were created for, you need the guide, because without the guide, you're only going to live the life that you've known. See, you, you, your mind, you're sharp. We have this mind. We, we, we are all, uh, you know, marvelously made. But your mind, there's two basic functions of which your mind operates out of. One is memory, and one is imagination. And if, if we're not careful, see, we, we are kind of addicted to memory. Uh, because imagination seems spooky, right? You know, and, and, and it, most of the time when we think about the word imagination, we, we, you know, we've been trying to control that thing. You know, we, we've, been, we, we've been trying to reel that thing in because we imagine, you know, impure things. We imagine vain things. We imagine things that aren't right. But when you're born again and the Spirit of God comes in you, the Spirit of God is not going to lead you according to memory, See, you can't allow your expectations of the future to be birthed from a memory. See, if, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that if, if any man be in Christ, he is new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become fresh and new. Well, it's hard to experience a new thing if you've birthed it out of a memory of an old thing. Right? So you, you have to begin to imagine life the way that God imagined it for you, right? See, anybody who belongs to Christ has become new. Look at somebody next to you and say, you look new to me. Look the other way and say, I am. Okay, the, the, the old life is gone and a new life has begun. The problem is, is that, you know, we get born again, our spirit comes alive, and it knows exactly what's taking place and where we need to get, and it's in tune with God, but, but, but our head... Our head is, is jacked up still. You, you know, uh, we, we look at it, everything through the lens of memory, and what God is asking us to do is to shift now and to begin to, you, you know, what, what maybe what you might call even faith, okay? Faith, because I've, I've had a couple guys, you know, actually ask the question, okay, because we start talking about God who had an imagination. God was using his imagination. And Jer Jeremiah said, hey, before I formed you, I knew you. And then I, I sanctified you, which simply means I, I made you unique and different. And, and then I, I ordained you or empowered you to fulfill what I was imagining. You, well, wait a minute. You're, you're saying that God, you know, I've had people say, well, that God can't dream. How many of you can dream? It's almost everybody. By the time we're done today, I'm hoping that all of you can. But let me tell you something. I don't think you can do something that God can't. I don't think that, 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 that you are above God in this arena. I think that God had a dream about the future. He saw exactly where you fit, and he started shaping you and molding you and equipping you and empowering you to fulfill the life that he was imagining for you. But then along the way, you, you start making choices and decisions, and you start thinking things and, and saying things and acting things out that, that actually get in your way to where God was taking you. And, and what I want to encourage you to do today is to begin to imagine what life would be like if you hadn't not made the choices you needed to make. 
Uh, you know, take this and apply it to an area of your life. Think about, you know, finances or relationships or whatever you want. But uh, there were certain choices along the way that you didn't want to make. Why? Well, they were hard. You know, uh, when, it comes, when it comes to financial choices, sometimes it's hard because we, we, you know, instead of saving or investing, we'd rather spend and enjoy. You know, but what if you had made wisdom choices? You know, where would you be today? Where would you be today if you hadn't made so many uh, crazy choices and hadn't relieved yourself of making the difficult ones? Where would you be today if you'd made the right choices yesterday? And if you could begin to imagine that life and now begin to make the choices that are taking you to that life instead of being impacted by the memories that are keeping you from it. See, in Colossians 3, let's just start there. Colossians 3, verse 1, it says, if you were raised with Christ, then you're going to seek some things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. You're going to change the things you're seeking. Verse 2, he says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. So you're going you're gonna to have a mindset that, that's going to be different than the one you had before. Right? Because we're, we're changing our mindset and we're elevating our thoughts now. And remember in Isaiah when he said, hey, uh, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Not a put down. It's an invitation up. He, he's asking us to change the way we think. Look at verse 3. It says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life, your zoe. Okay, the, the more life than death, the more joy than sorrow, the more peace than chaos, the, 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 the more provision than lack, the more healing than sickness. That, that, there is a life that's been designed specifically for you. It, I mean, it is yours. It is yours. Yeah, but, but look at my past and look at all the stuff I've done and, 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 and I, I think I've lost it. Listen, the treasure, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. If you're not living the life that God imagined for you, it doesn't mean that you can't have it. It means that it's still waiting for you. Okay, it's still out. You can still find it. If the treasure's in the field, if you haven't found the treasure, it's not gone. It's just you, not, you, you gotta get back and seek it. Man, you gotta, get, you gotta get busy and let's find that life. Let, let's connect with that life. Let's quit making excuses and giving explanations as to why we're not living it. And, and let's stop letting ourselves off the hook because somebody's been mean to me. Listen, people have been mean to all of us. We're like a small group for people who've been bullied in life. Because we, 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 have, a, we have this enemy, we have this enemy, and he is a bully. And, and he tries to use your past against you. And he tries to, to point out every mistake you've ever made. But listen, that's all past stuff. That's, that's all behind you. And, and uh, you know, people will come and they'll begin to share their, their story and, 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 you know, and, and the stuff that they're with, and, you know, and, and I don't know, man, there's something about me. I, I'm just like, okay, are you done? Well, don't you care? Yeah, because I want you connected to the life, the, the, the real life. Read this in the Amplified. It says, for, for as far as the world's concerned, you're dead and your real life. Your real life is just getting started. Man, the real life, God's got real life for you. But it's not going to be a, a, a picture of what you've had. It's not going to be birthed out of a memory. It's going gonna, it's gonna to require you to connect through imagination. You've got to begin to imagine a better life. You've got to begin to see yourself, man, demonstrating Satan's defeat. You've got to see yourself living a life that humiliates hell. Because, because, let me tell you something about imagination. What you, the things that you imagine are the things that you will pursue. 
And you're, you're going after stuff. We'll make sure it's the right stuff. Look at verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, and Christ, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not necessarily talking about Jesus. Christ was not Jesus' last name. Okay, it's the anointing. And, and, and Christ is in you, right? If any man be in Christ, well, if you are in Christ, Christ is in you. And if any, okay, and Christ, who is our life, man, your real life is in Christ. Is you, you were picked out of the logos, okay? And, and there's, there's life in you, and the word of God is your life. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear. See, here's the deal. Is, remember the word future? Two U's separated by T. T kind of looks like a cross. So you get the U before the cross and the U after the cross. And when Christ begins to manifest, when, that, when the word of God, when the rhema word in you begins to manifest, begins to be seen, then we'll finally be introduced to the real you. I'm trying. See, here, here, here's our issue. Here's our issue is that we've projected an image but a lot of times we project an image and we're hiding stuff. You know, we're hiding our pain. We're hiding our failures. We're, we're hiding our wounds. And we, because we, we want to look strong. We want to look victorious. We want to look successful. So we project an image, but that's not the true you. It takes Christ appearing in you before you actually appear. And you appear with him in glory. And he ain't talking about, you know, when we all get to heaven. The glory of God is when the promise of God is seen in your life. It talks about, the Bible talks about a mystery, but it's no longer a mystery because it's been revealed to us. And here is the mystery. is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What it means is that you have a legal right to anticipate what God imagined actually manifesting in your life. That you're going to see the glory of God. Oh, hello, somebody. You're going to see his word manifest in your life, that the very thing that he created you for, there's not enough demons in hell to prevent it. There's not enough power on the earth to stop what God intended. Yeah, the enemy's intended to take advantage of every little thing that he can, but guess what? The enemy isn't really our issue. The enemy has been defeated. Let me tell you what your enemy is. Your, your enemy, the Bible says that it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the carnal mind, that, that, that it's sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, that that is what is at war against God. It's a, it's a life that, that, that's constantly controlled by what happened, so, and it's, it's preventing you from stepping into what's planned. See, because God's plan for you is awesome. God's plan for you is not a life of brokenness. God's plan for you is not a life of depression. God's plan for you is, is not some sob story someplace. God's plan for you 
is an overcoming, victorious life, demonstrating Satan's defeat every day of your existence, that you get out of bed every single morning and you are a humiliation to the powers of darkness, that, that no weapon formed against you can prosper, that when tongues speak against you, it rolls off like water off a duck's back. Why? Because I have seen what God was imagining for me and I'm moving to that and ain't nothing going to stop me. I was searching this week. I heard a story years ago. I was searching this week trying to find it. My problem is, is that, you know, you know uh, how many of you guys, when you went to conferences back in the day, you bought all the VHS tapes? <laughs> Dude, I, when, when we moved, I'm like box after box after box after box of VHS and DVDs. And try to find something on one of 3,000 of those. You know, it's like, I had to get born again again. Because I wanted to find that story. I wanted to play that story. And, and, uh, but but I'm, I'm almost positive that it was Miles Monroe talking about uh, uh, a day that he had a bunch of meetings in New York City, and he hired a cab driver for the day. And as they were in between, you know, place A and place B and place C, you know, each time he got in the car, the conversation got a little bit deeper. And, and late in the day, as he's having this conversation with now his new friend, he, he and uh, Miles Monroe is from... Uh, the Bahamas, and the cab driver is from Nigeria. Thank you. And, and uh, uh, this is their story; it's not mine. But uh, but they're having this conversation, and and Miles Monroe says to the cab driver, he goes, "This is really amazing that we're getting along so well." And the cab driver's like, "Why is that?" He goes, "Well, you're Nigerian." He goes, "I normally don't like Nigerians." And uh, the Nigerian cab driver says, well, what's wrong with you? Why, why don't you like my people? And, and Miles is just, you know, at this point, he's just being honest. He says, well, it's been my experience that when I get around Nigerians, you guys are very, very arrogant. And, uh, you know, the way, the way that you carry yourself even, to, to me, just communicates arrogance. And, and, and the way that you talk to us, you know, from the islands and, and the way you look at us. And he goes, no, 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 no. You, you're, you're misunderstanding. He goes, we are not arrogant. He goes, you just see something in us. He says, see, here's the deal. I bet that the way we carry ourselves, the way we talk, the way, the way we see things, that it's exactly the way you would had you never known slavery. And that story made me, it just come to my mind. I wonder, I wonder how, how you would go through life if you had never been in bondage to addiction. I wonder how you'd look at the future if you hadn't been gripped with sin and fear. See, most of us, uh, all of us, to be honest, all of us have this one common thread in our life that we were born into sin, and fear has kept us from being who God's called us to be. And what, what if, what if you looked at the future as if you had never experienced a devastating failure in your past? What if the power of the past was literally broken, and instead of looking at the future through a filter of 
from the past. You had a clear view and an ability to just believe that what God planned was actually intended for you. What if you could move towards it uninhibited by fear or sin? And I'm here today to tell you, you can. And not everybody around you is going to enjoy this journey. Because the only info that they have to identify you with is from your past. Why? Well, because most of us, well, we have not elevated, even though we've been raised with Christ, we haven't elevated the things that we're seeking or, or the way that we, or, or the way that we, you know, use our thoughts. We, we, we haven't actually done that. We read it. It was, it was a, you know, and we even took this thing about Christ when he appears, then we're going to be appearing with him and in glory. And, and we're, we're thinking that's like heaven or something. You can prove it to yourself. That, that, that your thoughts and, and, and the things that you're after aren't, aren't really the, the God life things. You can prove it to yourself. Look at your Facebook post. I mean, if you really want a scary day, open up Facebook and look what people are putting out there to the world. What, what's, what's, what's the message of your life? Can I be totally transparent this morning? And I, I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't. But uh, I don't care about your last argument. I think you should keep your junk in your junk box. And you, you, you put it out there. This is the message of your world. And see, here's the problem is that we have a bunch of believers who's who are focused on the same issues that everybody else is focused on. We're fighting the same fight that people that don't have victory fight. We're sharing our problems with people who do not possess the ability to solve them. You should never share your problem with somebody who doesn't have the ability to solve it. We talk to the world as if we couldn't talk to God. Why? Because we haven't really imagined that if we took it to God, He could solve it. We haven't imagined our future without that problem. We are imagining a future as we carry that problem. So our addiction to the past has held us in bondage so we can't experience the future that God imagined for us. Because when God imagined the future for you, he didn't imagine that you'd be having that problem. He imagined that you'd be over it by now. Tweet that. <laughs> See, John wrote it this way. Jesus talking, John 8, 31. He said, uh, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, oh, now, now, now you're learning discipline. Okay, you're, you're learning the discipline required for God life. 
You'll be my disciples indeed. Look at 32. And you will know the truth, and it's the knowledge of that truth that will make you free. But see, we've continued in our past, but we have to continue in his word. And his word is guiding us to a future. His word, if you will meditate his word and imagine how that word could impact your life in, in ways like you've never known. The Bible says that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you can ask or imagine. But you have to be willing to imagine it first. He didn't say that he's able to do more than you can remember. He said, I'm willing and able to go way beyond your imagination. And when you begin to take God's word and imagine a future that's built on the word of God, and, and he begins to reveal the life that he imagined for you in the first place, and that your spirit begins to bear witness with his spirit, it'll draw you to a place, man, I'm telling you. It'll begin to draw you to a place where the thing that consumed your mind yesterday is no longer even on the, it's not on the screen. Because there's ministry in you, there's hope in you, there's healing in you, there's future in you. I'm telling you, there's future in you. And, and, and hell's nervous right now that, that, you might, that you might step out of the past and into the life that you were actually created for. I'm telling you, man, they're, ha they're having a meeting about you right now. What are we going to do? What are we going to do if they, if they, if they, you know, what, what's going to happen if old Nick ever breaks free from, and I mean, he realizes that, hey, you know what? 15 years of addiction, it, there, there was a season in his life. He doesn't mind me telling you this stuff. Trust me, we've had convo. He, and, 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 there, but there was a time in his life that if he opened his mouth, you could guarantee yourself one thing. He's lying. Okay, why? Because it was an addiction. It was a lifestyle. It, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was his character. And what, what's hell going to do when Nick has a revelation that, no, 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 that was my story. But his story for my life, God didn't imagine me even struggling with this stuff. So now I'm going to walk free from it. And now I can take people who are in addiction and walk them out of it. Now I can take people who are in deception and walk them into, into the truth. Now I can take families that were broken and lead them to a place of wholeness. Now I can take people of depression and walk them into a place of joy. Now I can take people of poverty and show them what a prosperous life looks like. What if, what if we embrace a future that wasn't controlled by the power of a memory. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh my gosh. What have we embraced our real life? See, it's easy with a guy like Efrain. It's easy for, for all of us to look at you and think, future's looking bright. It's because he just moved here and we don't know any of the junk he's done. <laughs> Sweet. You got a great future. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? He, he can do anything he says. We believe. But then you talk to Kevin. 
Good luck with that. <laughs> See, we struggle. We struggle releasing people from their past. Why? Because we haven't experienced freedom from our own. It's very difficult to prove you have victory over something while you're running from it. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to believe in your heart that you have victory over the very thing that haunts you. Well, I've tried, I've struggled, I've grappled, I've fought. Yeah. You can't get there on your own. Well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, there's a reason I'm the way I am. It's sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is a mind that keeps you separated from the future that God imagined for you. See, here's why it's so important that you and I begin to imagine the future that God imagined for us. Because it'll empower us to imagine the future that God imagined for others. Because if I can't see it for me, I'm not going to be able to see it for you. And, and, and I, know, I, I know that there are some challenges because you've almost been identified with the pain that, that the past produced. You're, you're feeling things that have been ripped from your grip and, and you feel broken. Maybe it's because your identity wasn't supposed to be in that thing to begin with. Maybe it's because your identity, see your real life is in Christ. It ain't in your Harley. Your real life is in Christ. It's not, it's not in your house. It's not in your possessions. It's not in the bottom line. You know, how's the business doing? That's not your identity. You, you have to be identified with Christ. The word God put in you identifies who you are. And if you never discover what's in you well have you ever been in a situation when you attempted to introduce someone that you didn't know I've been there you know on, on platforms in front of large groups of people and they'd come and they'd say hey tonight we want you to introduce this guy who is he it's so hard to introduce somebody you don't know and you don't have any info on. It's hard for you to introduce 
you to the world when you've never met you. When you are convinced that the person that others are talking about is you. When they only have the past to identify you by. Which is why you have to go to God who started at the end and is working his way back. He hasn't forgotten you. He said, I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. I don't know who this is, but I know who you are. See, can you, can you picture this? This is making sense? That there's areas of your life that God looks at and says, that's not you, but I know who you are. And if you will walk with me, I'll introduce you to you. And then you can change the world. You can make a difference. You can raise a family. Now, I don't know who you are, but I know who you are. And see, you have what it takes to win. You have what it takes to walk in victory. You are the one that I've anointed. You are the one that I've empowered. You are the one that I've called by name. You are the one that I'm going to use. You are the one I'm going to heal. You are the one I'm going to restore. You are the one I'm going to renew. You are the one that I'm going to elevate. You are the one that I choose to bless. God wants to bless you, but you got to know you before you can experience the blessing of God. I hope this week, I hope that you'll start today and begin to imagine God, the life, the me that you are imagining. Let me begin to imagine your imaginations. The Bible puts it this way. We pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you might know the hope of the call that's on you. That you begin to see you the way God's looking at you, because he's looking at you as the finished product. And there's no mountain high enough. He's coming after you. There's no wall strong enough coming after you there's no lie it's been told enough to stop him from coming after you you he's coming after you I'm telling you he's coming after you he's coming after you don't you base don't you base your expectation on a memory but let him reveal the future the plans he has for you the plans to prosper you not harm you the plans to give you a hope and a future I want you to bow your head Father we just thank you that you are still coming after me 
each one of us today, God. We need a fresh revelation of who we are in Christ. Show us, Lord. Because who we are, it, it's, it's renewed. It, it's, it's progressive. God, just continue to, to, to remove the scales from our eyes and, and silence the voices who are screaming so loud, trying to prevent us from hearing you. God, we, we want to see what you saw when you were forming us. Some of you here, while heads are still bowed, some of you here, it's, it's, it's time for you to, to, to receive the, the real relationship that's offered to us with God through Christ. You've been, living, you've been living a life that's separated from the life that God actually had in his mind when he was imagining you. And, and we, we, we need to get real with God so God can be real with us. So we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here today and you've been living life, but it's, it's not been the real life. And you know, man, I'm telling you, when, when I was lost, when I was separated from God, nobody had to point it out. I knew. I knew I wasn't right with God. And if that's you today, we're begging you, make this prayer your prayer. Get right with God today. Today. Don't, don't, don't even, don't, don't wait a, another minute. Just say, okay, this is the day. And I'm making this thing real. And if that's you, while no one's looking around, I won't call you out, won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, okay, man, this prayer is going to be my prayer. I, I want to personally agree with you in prayer. While nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up really high. Say, I'm making this prayer mine. Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. Just, just keep your head bowed for just a minute because there's people sitting here and you're contemplating, you're, you're, you're thinking about it. And what you have to do is, is you have to set your mind on things above. You need to elevate your mindset. You need to realize that, that God really is coming after you. And I know that you're struggling with with the issues of your past and some of the stuff that's happened and some of it i mean some but some of you guys it, it it's happened i mean like in the last 24 hours you've been doing stuff and, and, and you know you know and you can't you cannot figure it out well you, you know here's the deal is you're never gonna understand completely the overwhelming never-ending love of god